Welcome to Heart and Hustle in Hamilton County, a podcast about the people, places, and policies that govern our local response to the COVID-19 outbreak. I'm your host, Jeff Aluto. I'm the County Administrator with Hamilton County. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Bridget Doherty. Bridget. Hello, everyone. And today we're going to be discussing, as we always do, the issues, challenges, and opportunities Hamilton County faces as we battle this global pandemic. Uh, and today, I'm really excited about this episode. We've got a very special version of Heart and Hustle. We all know that during COVID, people have had to find ways to pass the time and just keep themselves sane. So whether we have started reading more, maybe watching more TV, um, getting involved in exercise programs, buying bikes, watching the governor on TV in the afternoon, whatever it might be. And Bridget, I don't know if you know or not, one of the things that has gotten bigger going to say gotten big, but it's actually bigger, is gardening. And with gardening, with this with this expansion of gardening in the community, and all of, in addition to all the take-home food that we're eating, we need to find a way of disposing of all this material in an environmentally friendly way. And that brings us to the issue of composting today. Yes. And so today, as we're going to talk about composting, we are fortunate in Hamilton County to have two of the preeminent experts uh, in the field with us here today. We have Michelle Baltz and Gage Bradford from the Hamilton County Department of Environmental Services. Michelle and Gage, welcome. Thanks for having us. Hello, hello. Hello. Well, so today we want to talk about composting today, and I think it probably helps to, to start at a high level and talk about uh, the benefits. But let's, let's set the stage for what we're really going to be trying to do today. Yes. Yeah, so we have with us here my co-host, as always, Bridget Doherty. And Bridget, I know for a fact, is probably one of the most environmentally uh, conscious people I'm, I know. And I can say this from experience and with some authority. I do have some background in the environmental field. And I do know watching Bridget in her day-to-day life, whether it's recycling, I mean, the woman bikes into work every day, yep. rain or shine, um, sometimes to her, the the uh, the detriment of her own personal safety, but she does do it. Um, but in conversations with Bridget, one of the struggles that she has had is getting over the hump on backyard and home composting. Bridget, am I correct? You are. I haven't done it yet. I just haven't pulled the trigger. I don't know exactly what's holding me back, but I do feel like a less than complete urbanist because I am not composting. Okay, so today we've got the perfect fix for this because we have Michelle engaged with us today. So we're going to call Bridget the reluctant composter. And let's just let's not put any, you know, we, we know all of us that might point fingers in shame at Bridget know <laughs> that 80, 90 percent of the people out there are probably in the same boat. Yeah. And we've got a lot of reluctant composters out there. So we're going to talk with Michelle engaged today uh, to try to figure out a way over some of uh, this reluctance. Uh, but before we do that, I think it's probably for, first best to set, the, set the, the stage here for what we're really talking about and talk about composting. For so, someone who might be listening to the podcast, just doesn't know a lot about it. Um, Michelle, we're going to start with you. Tell us just a little bit about what compost is and what are the benefits to composting in your home? Absolutely. So backyard composting is when you try to control the breakdown of organic material. And when I say organic, I mean things like food scraps, uh, so banana peels, orange peels, that kind of thing, and then also yard trimming, so the leaves that fall in your your backyard. 
So you're trying to control that, just like you would control in gardening what plants grow where, you're controlling that decomposition and you're creating a really beautiful soil amendment for your yard. And that soil amendment has tons of benefits for your garden. It helps loosen the soil for better root penetration. It helps increase the water retention. It acts like a sponge so that when it uh, rains, it'll hold the water there for your plants to use later on. And then it provides essential nutrients for healthy plants. Um, and, and it also, it not just provides the nutrients, but it creates an environment where the microorganisms that give your plants the nutrients that they need can grow. So it is really beneficial for the soil. And it's only a, a, about 30% of what most people are throwing in the garbage could be easily composted in their backyard. So you're creating this beautiful soil amendment out of what most people consider garbage. Um, so it really is a beneficial thing for you to do in your backyard. So as, as we talk about this from the perspective of Hamilton County, uh, and we'll stick, try to stick to the focus of backyard composting, but at a bigger, does composting happen at a bigger level in this community as well, outside of just home composting? And when you think about waste management in Hamilton County, I know people have, have leaves that they put out at their curb and things like that. Are there bigger ways to compost or is it mostly just um, at home backyard? Absolutely. So most of the communities in Hamilton County have curbside collection of things like leaves or, or brush, and that material does go to a big composting facility and get composted. In Hamilton County, we also have three yard trimmings drop-off sites that you can bring your yard materials if your community doesn't have curbside pickup, where you can bring it and it will be composted there as well. Got it. So um, it, it is a as Hamilton County has a solid waste management plan that we put together uh, to uh, determine what's the best way to manage our waste and to preserve our precious landfill space, uh, et cetera, uh, composting is a, is a big part of that, I would imagine. It is. It's a really important for us to reduce that waste going to the landfill. Got it. So as we, as we think about this then as a strategy for a homeowner, um, the Solid Waste District, I know, is very active in trying to both educate homeowners on why this is a good thing to do and also get the tools into their hands um, to allow them to do this. And I know, uh, Gage, that's where um, you come in in terms of uh, some of the community work that you have done in terms of getting um, tools into the, people, into the hands of people so that they can more effectively compost uh, at their homes. And I would imagine... So, I wanted to ask you a little bit about that to talk a little bit about um, how you go about doing that, but also recognizing that we're now in the day and age of COVID, um, bringing a whole bunch of people together to sell them compost bins, et cetera, may be a little bit more challenging than it was in the past. So uh, talk to us a little bit about um, how the, the district goes about promoting composting through its uh, uh, on uh, through sales and, and through other events. Sure. Thanks, Jeff. So right now, the Recycling and Solid Waste District is hosting, um, unfortunately, virtual seminars to go through um, the intricacies of backyard composting. Um, in a perfect world, we would be doing that in classrooms, at community spaces, in person. Um, COVID has, has nipped that in the bud. Um, but Bridget, going to you and being a reluctant composter, you know, I think... I've got great opportunity and information for you today. All right. Thank so you. 
the county, like I said, we're doing, we're hosting um, backyard composting seminars right now, which I think if you attended one would really lessen some of your concerns. Um, and through those seminars, we're also kind of semi-promoting um, a compost bin sale that we're doing. So whether it's you don't feel like you're educated enough on composting to get the job done in your own backyard, or you don't have the material or the actual bin to get it done, we've got all that settled for you here today. So um, briefly, uh, HamiltonCountyRecycles.org. If you were to go home and jump on that website, you would find um, availability to join one of our seminars. We've got three more upcoming this month, April 21st, 6.30 p.m., April 22nd, 2 p.m., maybe a little late lunch in there with you, and April 29th at 6.30 p.m. So these are one hour long. They're brief. They're nice. You're going to learn all of the different things you need to do to become a confident backyard composter. There you go. And on top of that, everybody likes a good discount. So not only do we have a compost bin sale going, if you attend one of these seminars, you're going to get another $10 off coupon for these compost bins. So not only can I teach you how to compost, I can get you the best deal in the county for a compost. And I've looked at this. So you guys actually sell, like if you were to Google or go onto Amazon, your compost bins are a little bit more affordable than what you would just find out in the marketplace. From my research and the rest of our team um, that knows everything there is to know about composting, the bins that we're selling, that we're offering through our program, um, start as low as $45, and typically you're going to find these same kinds of bins for $90, $100. And that's before you attend the seminar and get the coupon. There you go. All right. I don't know, what, I don't know what's stopping me. I do know that uh, of my friend group, that a lot of my uh, girlfriends will share and want to you know, take part in the composting um, seminars together and kind of make it a thing online so that we can get together because I haven't seen them in, you know, a year, much like everybody else. So I feel like uh, you are totally speaking directly to me and my friend group. We need to get together for uh, one of these seminars. Well, don't hesitate too long. There is limited seating in these yeah. virtual seminars. <laughs> and our go. compost bin sale, importantly to note, does end end of day May 3rd. So okay. attend a seminar, and I'm pretty confident that you will end up buying a compost bin um, once you get the needed information and worries, concerns out of the way. But this is a, a timely thing. Um, end of May 3rd, no longer past that, will you be able to get this great discount? Right. No so, procrastination. So we've got the opportunity, right? So no excuses there. So now, as Gage said, we've got to provide you some of the information. So Bridget... Um, this is going to be your time. So okay. um, what is it that, what questions do you have, what concerns do you have uh, that may have kept you to this point in your life from backyard composting? Let's, you've got the two experts here. Let's just get it out there. Okay, besides being a, a little on the lazy side, which I feel like I totally could have done this a long time ago, but haven't. Uh, I think one of my major concerns is the smell. I, I live in a townhome, and so my kitchen is on the second floor. And I, I know I'm not going to be running downstairs to compost everything right away, but I might need some kind of receptacle to hold, you know, scraps while I have them until I, you know, run downstairs and throw them outside. So what do you say to people who are concerned about the, the odor? 
So definitely you want to have a compost collection system in place in your kitchen. If you if you just rely on carrying it out one at a time, you're never going to do it. You'll forget about it. So having a special compost container, it can be one of the fancy ones that you buy that has the, the carbon filter and the lid and a stainless steel or bamboo, but it can also be just an old butter tub that you, you know, or an old... A coffee can that has the uh, odor or the locking lid on it. If it has a lid and you put it in there, then that's gonna that's gonna help keep the odors down. You can also freeze your food scraps if you feel like it's gonna be a while before you get out there. Uh, freeze your food scraps. I try to take mine out every other day, and I get no odors in my kitchen with that. If you wait four or five days in your kitchen, you it's going to start decomposing in your kitchen. So you want to try to get it out there more frequently. See, and I, I what do you put it in? Like when you put it into that bin, does it have like a plastic bag? Because I'm trying to avoid plastic. I feel like you know maybe or you just are constantly cleaning out that bin after you dump it. Yeah, I rinse my bin after after everyone. You can buy compostable liners. I've tried them before, but they don't really decompose very easily in your backyard bin. So I, I would just recommend um, rinsing it out afterward. Okay. My other thought is, you know, what are, what are some of the things that you've seen where you're like, no, that doesn't belong in the uh, composter? You that definitely don't want to compost meat or cheese or anything with oil. Um, those things are going to create odors. And if you're just starting out and you're really concerned about odors, I would just stick to fresh fruit and vegetable scraps. You know, the peels, you peel off your carrot, your banana peels, your apple cores, that kind of thing. Um, and then don't do anything cooked. Once you get comfortable with the fresh fruit and vegetable scraps, then you could graduate to your cooked vegetables that you didn't get, quite get to that got a little slimy in your fridge. But those are, have a little bit more risk of an odor, so you want to try to get comfortable with that. Also, to mask odors, you want to make sure every time you put food scraps in your bin that you're putting a nice layer of leaves on top, brown leaves. And that is going to make it so you have no odors, but it's also going to make it sure you don't have fruit flies and, and you know bugs getting annoying in your bin. Gotcha. So just a clarification. So I'm a brand-new composter. Um, best to start, as you said, with fresh food um there you know someone had sauteed up some zucchini and mushrooms and some olive oil or something like that um and they have some leftover maybe not the best choice right out of the right out of the gate right if you're a brand new composter i always recommend just starting with the fresh stuff and then graduating up to the cooked food the cooked fruit and vegetables once once you're uh you know a little bit more experienced Gotcha, gotcha. And I also have to graduate up to eating more fruits and vegetables. What about space? So I know, um, as we were talking before the show, one of the things that we brought up as one of these issues was the, the space that it takes to compost in the actual backyard. Bridget said she lives in a townhome. Mm-hmm. So you walk out the, the back, you probably have a neighbor to your right, neighbor to your left, or yeah. uh, depending upon where you are. How do you um, how do the modern compost systems for the home deal with that issue? That's a great question, Jeff. So I think it's important to realize that there's a lot of different ways to get the job of composting done. If you're a homeowner with a huge backyard and kind of a do-it-yourself kind of person, 
you know, you can build your own compost bin system and, and you can learn about all of these things in our seminars, which I will continue to plug on HamiltonCountyRecycles.org. Um, maybe if, if you're a little bit lazier or don't have the space or whatever it is and you decide to buy a compost bin pre-made off the market, that's going to be, you know, it's not going to take up a lot of space. Um, and, and that could also curtail some of the concerns you may have about animals or bugs or smells. But there's, there's a ton of different ways to get the job of composting done. Um, a lot of different things you can buy, a lot of different things you can build. Um, and then obviously, you know, the more experienced you become with, with your compost, you know, your compost in the backyard, it'll talk to you. It'll tell you if it's too dry, if it's too wet. If it's too wet, it'll be smelly. Maybe throw some leaves on there. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. So what, what have you heard from your seminars? Like, what are some frequently asked questions where you're like, oh, okay, I need to cover this every time? Every single time. Um, you know, obviously, I think making the distinction between maybe some commercial composting, which can break down things like bones and meat. Um, making that distinction, that's not something we're going to be doing in a, in a typical backyard. Your compost doesn't get active enough. It doesn't get hot enough to break those things down. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing is dog waste um, or even human waste if you're buying compostable diapers and things of that nature. So typically the distinction there is you just want, if you're going to be throwing in any kind of animal waste, keep it to herbivores. Um, You don't want your dog feces in there um, because there have different things in in their waste that's just not healthy for your your compost bin. So that would would be something I touch on every single time. You get a lot of... um, doggy bags that are supposed to be compostable, right. but no, that's a no-go. Okay. Good to know. So what about using the compost when you're done with it? So when we talk a little bit about how long it takes to get a good compost out of that, and then what it, what that type of material is then good for afterwards? So it, it usually takes anywhere from three months to a year to back your compost, and it just depends on how lazy you want to be and how active of a composter you want to be. So if you get out there and you aerate your pile once a week, you are making sure you balance the brown material and the green material, which we talk about in the seminars, um, you really can get finished compost in a few months. Most people uh, aren't that active though. They, they turn it maybe once a month, maybe never, and they just want a place to you know put their compost, and they're harvesting it once a year. I'm more of the once a year person. I've got two little kids. I just don't have time to be out there all the time. Um, but it you know the material is going to compost whether you're really active or not. So I would expect um, you know once a year. If you really are wanting finished compost quickly, there are some methods that you can use, such as like a compost tumbler which is up off the ground and really easy to turn, that's going to get you finished compost faster. But for the most part, it's, it's going to take almost a year. And then primary use of the material, gardens, um, where, any other uh, uses that you'd recommend? Absolutely. So it, it's really great soil amendment if you have heavy clay soil or really sandy soil. Um, it's going to make your soil a better environment for your plants. So digging it into your soil, if you have a new bed that you're trying to amend the soil, you can also use it as a mulch. So you can spread it over the, the top 
it, it turn, it's actually looks really beautiful, so it's, it's going to look nice as a mulch. If you don't have garden beds and you just have a lawn, you can sprinkle it over top, and that will, that will work its way down into the, um, the ground and, and help mm. your, your grass. Um, you can also make compost tea and, and almost treat it like a fertilizer. And so there's instructions online of making that. You don't drink it. <laughs> You, you spread it out. <laughs> Important. Don't drink. It's really going to taste like dirt. Um, but you spread it out um, and you can you treat it almost like a fertilizer and it helps. Um, it helps fertilize your plants, especially if you've uh, had your dog waste in there. I suppose <laughs> that would not be best for your health. So, um, Bridget, how are we doing? I think we're doing pretty good. I feel like, okay, I feel like maybe the seminar is going to help me if I sit through that to kind of get me to, you know, pet me up in order to, to get ready to buy the compost bin. I'll definitely look into something that I can sit on my counter that I can just wash out every time I've got some scraps. What about, my mother-in-law always puts eggshells in anything she ever plants. Can you put eggshells in your compost? You can. It's going to be the last thing that decomposes. It, it, it does decompose really slow, but eggshells are a great addition. You can't put the actual egg, but the eggshell you can, and that adds some good calcium and other minerals. Um, and it, I've heard, I'm not a gardening expert, but I've heard that it also deters slugs. So if you have it in your finished compost, it will deter slugs from getting in, into your plants. And then another question, coffee grounds, which are all over my house. <laughs> Absolutely. Coffee grounds are a great addition. They're really high in nitrogen um, and they're really small. The smaller the material, the faster it's going to break down. So it will break down really fast and it'll add a little boost to your compost. Okay. And that's the same whether it's, you know, pumpkin gourds or, you know, anything else, your, your eggshells. If it's broken down a little bit more before you put it into your composting bin, the quicker it's going to biodegrade and, and break down into eventual finished compost. Gage, you mentioned earlier about um, uh, the compost generating enough heat. Um, what's the, what type of heat within a compost bin are we talking about? What, what, what temperatures do, does that get to? With backyard composting, you know, you don't reach the heights of things to break down bones and whatnot. You're looking at, with a healthy compost bin, I would say in between 90 and 120 degrees. Would you agree, Michelle? Yeah, 90 and 140, I would say. 90 and 140 degrees. So if if you're really active and, you know, really taking a liking to going out there and fiddling around with your compost a couple times a month, some people do like to check the temperature just to see how active it is. Um, so if you go out there and it's, you know, 110 degrees, you've likely got a very active compost bin that's really healthy and, and heading in the direction you want. So I, I asked that question, because I know it was not on our list of questions to ask here today, but I wanted to, number one, throw in a little bit of science, and number two, challenge our guests here a little bit, because right before the show, I think Michelle said, there is not a question you can throw out to us about composting <laughs> that we won't be able to answer. So I just wanted to test yes. that okay. on the spot to see if that was true, and, and you guys passed with flying colors, so awesome. Good job. And also, can we talk about how Michelle's kind of the local celebrity yes. in composting? You run a blog. What's your blog handle? It's called Confessions of a Composter, and I would highly recommend you follow it if you want tips on backyard composting. We try to keep them really short and fun and entertaining. So we have lots of tips on there, um, new materials, and, um, you know, it's, it's just an easy read. Fantastic. And so, Gage, how long have you been doing this with uh, environmental services? 
Well, I've only been with Hamilton County Environmental Services for about a half a year or so. Um, most of my composting experience actually goes towards the industrial side. I spent um, a couple years serving in AmeriCorps at the University of Tennessee. And when you're talking about universities, you're talking about a lot of wasted food. And you're talking about thousands of tons of food that's been untouched, basically going to the landfill, which is not what we want. Um, so, you know, that's a little bit different. We were we were making T-bone steaks disappear in less than a month with some of the temperatures we would get with the windrows there. Um, but growing up, I was always very aware of food waste and how that was close to the devil in my household. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I think it's just been something that's been around me in my life for, for quite a while. Awesome. So the, the great thing about that is I love the, the fact, Bridget, that you highlighted uh, once again, just the, the expertise that we have here in Hamilton County, whether it's whether it's in the 911 field or elections, the courts, the crime lab, wherever you are in Hamilton County. And in this case, in the environmental field, there's just so many experts um, in our departments and in our agencies uh, who are the best in the business at what they do. Uh, and Michelle and Gage, I really appreciate everything that you do uh, on behalf of Hamilton County residents and helping them take a more environmentally responsible approach to uh, to their lives. So thank you for that. And uh, on behalf of Bridget, who is now um, a will be an active composter, I want to thank you for listening to episode eight of Heart and Hustle in Hamilton County. And just a reminder to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other providers. As always, you can find the podcast on our website, hamiltoncountyohio.gov, on the county administrator's page. So uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time on Heart and Hustle in Hamilton County.